0: Hey guys, DisLife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chippin' Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Wanna find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at Sarah Solberg at d2Travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at Sarah Solberg at d2Travel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
1: Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here.
0: Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. That's worked work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our
1: goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish, and believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Disney Live Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Disney Live Podcast. Join us here weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget, smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And just a quick reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. On today's podcast, we have a tale of two dining experiences, Be Our Guest versus Cinderella's Royal Table in Magic Kingdom. We break down all the headlines, and we play Disney's College of Knowledge. But before we do any of those things, we need to welcome back to the Tiki Room studio one more time, the Chewbacca of my Millennium Falcon, Greg the Disney fanatic. Greg, punch it! (laughs) 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 That was a terrible Chewbacca. (laughs) 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 What What was that Chewbacca? (laughs) You well, got, I was like, it. It just did not. I was
1: like, <laughs> it I was so My, mic. my <laughs> mic, is loud, and I couldn't. I tra- <laughs> when train wreck this episode. Just turning out to be. No, so sorry. That
0: was amazing. <sighs> right off the bat, that was incredible. How have you <clears> been? Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I you sexy mother. You.
1: Day. Yeah, I am a wonderful mother. Blinker. Um no man what a great Mother's Day um I I will I will definitely say hello to the wonderful mother of my my children here Holly um Happy Mother's Day to you I had an amazing day with her today Mark and we got to over to Miramido Moto Morimoto- yeah, Asia <laughs> at <laughs> we'll find what us listen regment Sandamizer <laughs> <laughs> shout out I am off the tracks I'm so sorry Mark
0: don't worry um, shout out. To the how moms, is your, how was your mother's day? Uh, it was great, it was really great. Uh, we did some gardening, we enjoyed some beautiful weather here in the northeast. But we want to say shout out to all of the moms, to the Disney moms. Uh, listen, we know that the planning wouldn't happen without you. You guys are also the pack rats for the family, you guys are keeping it anchored. Chew- hey, Chewie, Chewie, we need you to calm down a little bit there, Chewbacca. Uh, but uh, shout out to the Disney moms, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you should be appreciated every day and not just one day a year. So uh, tell your fella that you need more than Mother's Day this year, cause one day it just ain't gonna cut it. All right, man. Are you set? We have a big episode today. So I think we should get right into it. Let's not Let's waste- get right into it. What else can I trash? Let's go. Uh well, don't trash this because it's Disney First takes time. And now it's time for DisLife First Takes. First Takes! These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes! We here at Life Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and harsh headlines. First Takes! So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes! Uh. <laughs> I, th- I honestly thought you were going to do that the entire time. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna go full full Chewbacca the entire time on that one. I got one bit on this mo- show, Mark. One I, bit. I've got gotta, one I gotta, joke. I got to
1: do my one bit. Yep, <laughs> I've my got one joke. One joke. That, that joke has gonna... been going
0: on for months now. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> At least right. Arnold didn't show up again this time. Well, these are the three headlines that I don't know if other people are going to be talking about them, but we certainly are. Uh, but Disney has revealed a sneak peek of Wandering Oakens sliding sleighs coaster, which is coming to Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, This thing has got me hype. Wandering Oaken's Sliding sleighs will be the first ever Frozen-themed roller coaster ride. The story is that Oaken himself built the ride and it's powered by Olaf and Sven. The two friends work together to pull the sleigh to the top of the hill, and then the attraction looks similar to Seven Dwarves Mine Train at Magic Kingdom and Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, Disney did share the sneak peek of this brand new one-of-a-kind ride over on Twitter, saying, we are thrilled to share a first look uh, from Hong Kong Disneyland of Wandering Oaken, sliding sleighs at the World of Frozen, the first frozen themed coaster. Soon as you will be able to embark on a scenic ride designed and built by Wandering Oaken himself. Uh, the ride is powered by his buddies in Olaf and Sven, and they go into everything that I just said. Greg, are you excited for this ride? Peace Whoopas. Kids will then.
1: I just messed up the lyrics on that. Wow. Um. Uh, yes. I because I was trying to think of how excited I was about this ride. This ride looks fantastic. Uh, showing that the actual Imagineers riding it already. I, Mark, you know what we need in Magic Kingdom? What a new roller coaster. <laughs> we need a wooden roller coaster that. Um uh, maybe it's something like uh Olaf and Sven are taking us up a hill and they work together to pull the slates <laughs> to the top of the hill. Uh it it'll look similar to Seven Dwarfs Mind Train at the Magic Kingdom. It, hey, that works. <laughs> that works. <laughs> This doing. ride needs to come to the Magic Kingdom. Come on, man. Like, that looks so cool. We need a wooden roller coaster here in uh, in uh, the Walt Disney World Resorts. We need a wooden roller coaster. We need something like this. Does this not remind you, though... Uh, not so much of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but to me, uh, Everest. It kind of has that Everest feel to it. It the in the look and the feel. Now, I'm not saying it has a disco yeti or uh, a giant yeti that'll break down after a few Darn. months and How then about never work again. Disco snowball.
0: I'll take disco snow. How about disco Olaf? <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> you know what I like about this? One, it gives me another reason to go to Hong Kong. But when there's a ride like this, if it's a huge hit, you know that it's coming to Walt Disney World. That's what I get excited about when I when I look at this ride. Well, if not Disney
1: World, I heard rumors about Disneyland looking and having meetings with their local community about expanding and maybe bringing over a whole frozen land to, uh, to Anaheim.
0: Do you really want me to comment on that? Nope. Okay. I, I just I wanted to drop just, that there and okay. move along. I was just going to say you're setting yourself up. <laughs>
1: That one. as long as it makes its way over here look i you and i have both talked about wanting to go over to hong kong and to disneyland park over there and not only that but all the disney parks across the world this just adds this whole themed area looks beautiful and i cannot wait to see the opening of it
0: i i agree man <laughs> i absolutely agree all right check your wallets because ah. your disney plus subscription just got a price increase uh, there is a new price increase that's coming. Now, fear not, it's it's coming to the ad-free premium tier. So if you already have ad supported, it looks like nothing's going to happen. But yesterday, as part of their Q2 earnings call, call it was noted that the ad-free premium tier is going to be experiencing a price hike later on this year. They didn't give an exact date. Uh, the company did not disclose the exact amount of the upcoming cost increase, nor did they clarify whether it would affect the basic tier at this time. Uh, But Bob Iger, as we know, is the CEO of the Walt Disney World Company, expressed that the company's intention to leverage price elasticity for the streaming service. uh, Their goal is to increase the differentiation between ad-supported and ad-free. Additionally, they want to drive more subscriptions to the basic tier despite its lower price point. Uh, Regarding this, he said, we've only scratched the surface we can achieve with advertising on Disney+. And he's optimistic that the long-term advertising strategy Uh, Furthermore, the price adjustments we have already implemented have yielded positive results and they plan to raise the price of their ad free tier later this year to better reflect the value of the content. Do you think that that is true, Greg? Do you think that there is too much value in Disney Plus and it really needs to be valued higher? as much as that may pain us. What what does this remind
1: me of, Mark? Remind me of the past CEO that used to work at Disney that everybody hated because he did the same thing with park prices? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a Bob Chapek move, or it sounds like a Bob Iger move that Bob Chapek got blamed for. It's just exactly what Disney has tried to do many times. It's they have a product And they can keep pricing it up and up until they find that zone where people will no longer pay for it. Disney Plus is valued. They have all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, all the Disney movies that you want. Not only that, but they're bringing Hulu and everything all under one app in the future. They have a ton of shows coming out, tons of movies coming out. Are they slowing down on some major IPs? Yes, but the value of all this together is amazing. You get tremendous content for what you pay right now and i think you're going to see the prices go up and up and up what what say you on this because you and i have talked about these uh pricing points between the parks and now we're having this conversation on disney
0: plus yeah i wasn't surprised to be fair you knew that when whenever something starts out they want to have an introductory price you know disney plus was an untested entity And yeah, you had this amazing catalog. You knew what you were getting when you purchased it. But Disney wanted to roll people into the service. They wanted to make Disney Plus a part of your life. And they did that. It is now there. It's at the upper echelon. You talk about Netflix. You talk about Hulu. You talk about Disney Plus. It's up there with like HBO or now it's going to be called Max. There, There are some top tier streaming services and Disney is the top of that. And now that people have tried it and they know what they're getting and they can see the content and they're hooked on the Mandalorian and they want to see Ahsoka, what they're going to do is now they're going to price it accordingly. And I can't get mad. So I don't know yet if, and you, you broke down something really fascinating. Hulu is also coming as is ESPN. So if you're going to get all three of those now for one single price, then Disney's going to reflect that in the cost per month. That instead of you, you know, paying for, you know, three separate services, I know that Disney bundles them already in a pricing model, but Disney's probably gonna raise that up if it's under a single interface. And you know what? I, I think it was pretty low, to be fair. I think it was priced pretty low. I don't I think even think you pick
1: up on that price pretty low really well because yeah. I remember the first two years it was out. We had debates over it was only six ninety nine to yeah. begin with. Now- that's cheap. and people were like, "Wow, wow! Look at the deal you get!" Yeah. and compared to Netflix at eleven ninety nine. Well, and now you are seeing it.
0: What does this cost? Truly, this is the cost of original content. If you want Disney to create original content at the pace that they have been creating it at, they need to be profitable. So, what does that mean? You need an ad-supported model, which helps because it generates revenue. Um, but you also need to raise prices and you can't have something that's six ninety nine. Like, So right now, app, similar thing. Like Apple TV is trying to get people to adopt. But Apple TV is still a growing network. Yeah, it's got Ted Lasso. I think shrinking is bonkers. And they have a lot of great content over there. But before they really had a, a catalog that people were like, yo, this is worth investing in. You could get Apple TV or you used to be able to get Apple TV for like $4 a month. It was ridiculous, the amount of money that you had to pay for I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you have it? It's like a cup of coffee. So, you know, as these content catalogs grow and as the streaming services become more commonplace – prices are going to go up man it's just that's a great point you again another great point you bring up
1: i know nothing of apple's uh podcast not podcast subscription service it's amazing holly does but i don't know a show the only thing i've known on there was the beastie boys documentary that was yes. on there two years ago but so apple needs to do a little bit more uh it has a two better of, job at trying yeah. to hook people in because i am very ignorant on what is on apple what other you, than listening to you talk about ted lasso well, all day
0: no but that's that's what it takes to get people to to onboard is it takes signature shows water cooler shows that everyone's talking about so Ted Lasso is that for Disney Plus it was the Mandalorian almost immediately that show helped launch Disney Plus into the stratosphere why was everyone buying Disney Plus at least originally dude you got to get this for this show this Mandalorian show is amazing it's the best Star Wars in a while it takes a flagship show to launch now can disney sustain it well if they're going to sustain it with high quality content you have to raise the prices and listen this is what we're also talking about the writers want more money where does that money come from there is no such thing as a free lunch so if these companies don't want that to be a chunk taken from their profits they have to raise prices and that's what they're going to do so look i am i mad about it no i can't get mad about it that's just life man everything goes up in price Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Let's, let's talk the same earnings call. Thank you, Chewbacca. Uh, Let's talk the same earnings call. Bob Iger said that he in the same earnings call is actively considering theme park expansion opportunities. Greg, you just mentioned this a minute ago at my favorite park over in California. Uh, He shared a lot of news during the earnings call, but he, the one thing that he shared that really perked my ears up is that they are strongly considering theme park expansion opportunities and they are evaluating growth and expansion for the parks. He said, we have a number of other growth and expansion opportunities at our parks, and we are closely evaluating where it makes the most sense to direct future investments. Some of the possibilities magic kingdom has already talked about a future Coco and Kanto or villains land beyond big thunder mountain. Dinoland USA has been earmarked at Disney's animal kingdom could be replaced with something Moana or Zootopia related on the other coast, you mentioned on uh, Disneyland has pitched the ideas for its long-term expansion to the Orange County uh, Group or Orange County Committee, part of its Disneyland Forward initiative. Possible projects are based on Frozen, Tangled, Peter Pan, Zootopia, Toy Story, even Tron. An avatar experience has been announced already for Disneyland. We aren't sure what that will look like or where it's going to go. Good news, Greg, the parks aren't done growing, and we're going to benefit.
1: We're going to benefit, and the parks are making billions, with a B, of profit every year. The parks are where it's at for the company and they're going to spend some of that money reinvesting back into the parks and make our experience better Uh, do we care what land comes i'm sure there's going to be many debates about oh they should have brought tangled instead of frozen but at the end of the day i'm glad to have those debates i'm happy to have these debates because i get to see the parks expand now How far out and how big they can uh, expand the parks, I don't know right now because they're seeing record number of attendance year over year over year, and that's driving the market. They need a place to put a lot of people, especially here at Disney World. Disneyland, on the other hand, I think needs to expand to keep with the times of what a Walt Disney World is doing or Shanghai Disney is doing. So yeah, uh, I'm sure both you and I are just ecstatic about hearing this news. It was just a small blurb by Bob Iger about it. Uh, He kind of didn't really he kind of hesitated when he said it so it sounded like he kind of it was an afterthought yeah it was an afterthought not only that but they have we've been told that the what's going on at Magic Kingdom or at Walt Disney World Resorts has already been in the pipeline longer than we've known about and there are things that are actually there so yeah I mean let's get all these rumors into one place and
0: let's find out what's going on for the future at Walt Disney World and Disneyland I think it's smart for disney to look to the future of the parks because let's face it the parks are profitable you know of the earnings call he said what was it seven and a half billion came from parks alone so the parks are extremely profitable right now why wouldn't you invest your money back into something that is growing at that rate for you i mean people are gaga uh luxury travel you know people people want experiences now that's that is the economy that's the world that we live in Part of that is post COVID people want to get out. People want to do stuff for two years. They had to sit in their house and now they want to go and do stuff. So the, that bump hasn't faded yet. So So here's a
1: question for you. Do you think Disney wants to be more vocal in the future about saying what the future holds for the parks or are they going to keep that model of secrecy is best and let things slowly leak out
0: over years? I think it serves them well to generate excitement because the more that the bloggers and the vloggers and everyone is clamoring to find out what's coming and what's next, it, it helps. When people have nothing to talk about, guess what they stop doing? They stop talking. Good point. Great, great
1: point because you never know who's going to be breaking the news in the Disney vlogosphere.
0: Yes, yes, sir. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with Mark's main attraction in just a minute. Do you love Chippin' Company podcast? Be sure to head over to Chippin'Co.com for even more Disney Parks news, entertainment and review podcasts. Chip and Company has been delivering the best in Disney news, planning tips, and more since 2009. And now you can get that news in an audio-only format, now five days a week. Every Monday, join Mark and Greg for Dis Life Podcast and start your week off the right way by living your best Disney life. Tuesday is our news and review podcast discussing the latest breaking news from the Walt Disney Corporation. Every Wednesday, we're discussing the best of Disney parks with Chip and Greg join bondo miriam Tinkerjay and mark andrada every single thursday for we like theme parks now at its new home here on the chip and company podcast network and every friday join mark and greg on and company as we break down the top headlines of the week get that extra dose of disney in your weekly commute your time on the treadmill or even just relaxing around the house so stop what you're doing and smash that subscribe button to be a part of the fastest growing podcast network here in the Disney community. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast and thank you for being a part of our podcast family. Welcome back to Dislife Podcast. We wanted to send a shout out to our patron and our good friend Jeremy Hunt. Uh, Jeremy has an amazing podcast called walk about the world, but he has requested more dining episodes. So Jeremy, this one's for you. All right. Disney dollars can be tight choices. Greg have to be made. The cost of signature dining is significant. So today we are comparing two heavyweight options and we are talking about Cinderella's Royal table versus be our guest when time and money are limited, which one will prevail? Disney's Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Greg, it's renowned for immersive dining experiences. You can dine with your beloved characters, soak up the enchantment of your magical surroundings. And two of those restaurants are at the top of the summit. And that would be Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. They both offer unique and unforgettable dining adventures. So we are aiming to compare and contrast these two dining establishments by exploring their theme, their ambiance, their menu offerings, their character interactions, and just the overall guest experience. And then we're going to declare a winner and a definitive winner for our listeners here today to say, spend your money here <laughs> if you had to choose. If, and Just a disclaimer, if you don't have to choose, do them both because <laughs> they're both great. But if you had to choose between one or two, Greg and I are going to settle that dispute here today. Are we? We are. Okay, it's definitive. <laughs>
1: it's definitively. The truth.
0: It's actual.
1: <laughs> Is it really
0: satisfactory? Sometimes, no. Right. But we're not going to get into that because then <laughs> the Facebook commenters are going to come for us. All right, man. Let's uh let's compare and contrast. Tell me, Greg, about the theme and the ambiance. Lay them outside. We're going to do this very logically. Put, tell me about the theme and the ambiance. Let's put them side by side, and then and then we'll pick a winner. I know that I haven't gone over the rules of how this is going to work. And you're working uh, on the I'm just following yeah. along. I was like, be our
1: guest. Be our <laughs> guest. Put our service to the test. All right, you get I theme am and ambiance. F- Go ahead. I'm going to set uh, my theme. team. Theme and ambiance, my friend. Is there anything betterly, betterly themed? Man, I am just going wrong tonight, my friend. Okay. Let's just go to Be Our Guest. Let's just breathe, Greg. There we go. See, I, I did not take my medicine tonight, Mark, so I'm a little I hyper. I can tell. <laughs> lots, lots of sugar, so words are stumbling out. Be Our Guest restaurant is inspired by the Disney animated film Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it is, the restaurant recreates the grandeur of Beast Castle. The restaurant features three beautifully themed dining rooms, the ballroom, the West Wing, and of course, the Castle Gallery. Guests can marvel at the majestic chandeliers, stunning rose centerpiece, and exquisite tapestries truly feeling transported into the enchanted world of the beloved tale. Very nice, Don. Well done. Meanwhile. (laughs) Meanwhile. Over at Cinderella's table... Situated in Cinderella Castle, Cinderella's Royal Table provides an enchanting setting fit for royalty. Upon entering the restaurant, guests are greeted by a majestic spiral staircase leading to the dining area. The restaurant's interior exudes a regal charm. Adorned with stained glass windows, medieval style chandeliers, and elegant tapestries. The ambiance here allows guests to
0: immerse themselves in Cinderella's fairy tale world. All right, time to discuss those are the facts. We're just there's no emotion in that. You well done, very nicely Thank done. You. Um, you. but let's let's talk about these and, and now let's just free flow. None of this is scripted, none of this is kind of set, and let's and let's just riff for a bit. Um, Cinderella's royal table. I I do like both of them. I think they're both unique. You mentioned last week, you actually gave me some of the idea for this when you talked about the fireworks and is it worth it to dine at Cinderella's Royal Table? And we said like with the fireworks, absolutely. But when it comes to the design of both of these places, they are both one of a kind. They're both incredible. I have a little girl who is a princess. She is a pretty, pretty princess. And I remember her as a little kid going to both of them, just being awe-inspired. There is a magic to both of these places, and that's why I said, if you didn't have to pick and you really could fit both of these in into your budget and in your time, do them both because they're both phenomenal, or do one this vacation and save one for the next because they're both incredible. But if you had to pick one, um, I'm going to just kind of tip my hand a little bit and say there is nothing like dining in Beast's Castle. When you walk in, it's kind of jaw-dropping, is it not? When you walk into the, the main dining hallway and it looks like you are in the film and you look to the ceiling and you feel like at any moment, is going to saunter into the room in that beautiful yellow gown and dance with Beast and Angela Lansbury is going to start to sing Tale as Old as Time. Those are the vibes that you get. Now here's the one critique that I will have of it it's it is a dining hall and it's very large. so y'all need to be quiet because <laughs> you're you're ruining the visuals of it. It's just so loud in there. but if it wasn't so loud, it would it would be like it would be something that would bring a tear to your eye. That's how beautiful it is. but I, I would, agree
1: with you 100% on that.
0: but it's, it's kind and as stunning as that room is, the west wing is just cool man. That if you venture into the West Wing, they have the ripped portrait of him. They have the enchanted rose. The lighting in there is an entire mood. The only room that I really don't want to get, and I wish that Disney would do this. Disney, if you're listening, the only critique that I have is the library is a little bit bland and generic. I like the idea of the library, but it doesn't look like Bell's library. It looks like a very generic library with sans books. Like there's not even books on the wall. I want that to look like the library from the movie, right? Do you know
1: how you solve that? You add books to the wall? You go to Enchanted Tales with Belle prior to
0: going to eat at Be Our Guest. Okay. Yeah, but why um, can't we get that at the restaurant? That's what, It's called the library, so why can't we get because that? Because you don't want to dirty up a whole bunch
1: of books. You, you show some respect to the books.
0: Dude, you can, you can just make fake books and a little decoupage. Why does it got to be fake? It's <laughs> Disney. You got to make it real. Come uh, on. Everything
1: is real at Disney. So I agree with you. I think Be Our Guest is spectacular. The um, off-menu items that you can still order is, is still spectacular. Here's And we're talking about just, theming, so I'm going to nope. stick with theming. The major issue I have is the theming at the West Wing. While it's stunning and beautiful creepy yeah. and creepy and the lightning and the the rose and the picture frame and all this all the stuff there is truly phenomenal the problem is, is you're eating with somebody else's junk on your table because they all come over to take <laughs> pictures and they all sit it's there so <laughs>
0: true <laughs> it's so I, true people are it's, rude
1: people are rude they ruin the experience you're right yeah yeah yeah. every single time i've eaten there <laughs> i've literally sat at that front <laughs> table as you walk in the door and some just guy is just randomly like i'm i'm eating meat hey guy.
0: mark i'm hey guy.
1: eating meat hey you hey want to sit you want to sit down hey guy <laughs> what up? You, listen you could sit at my table with me we're we're nice people all right what's the uh, what's the
0: worst table that one or the one that's over by the enchanted rose
1: Oh 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 both of them are so horribly bad. good. Yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> I think yeah, I think you could be right. It could be either one of those two. You like, hey, I, what's up? Okay, so but I'm going to go over and say to me Cinderella's royal table is phenomenal. I love being in that castle. When you enter inside and you see like uh, if you are looking around the theming and you see Jacques and Gus sitting up where the mice can skitter across the ceiling or as you walk in and get a picture with the royal backdrop and the draperies with Cinderella or you go upstairs and you can meet a few princesses, multiple princesses now, it there's something special about being at Walt Disney World in Cinderella Castle
0: meeting the princess, I know, but the you're, royal blueness. You're, you're. Listen, you're getting, you're getting too far ahead. You're, you are getting into character interaction, man. We're just talking about the d- the tapestry. But yes, <laughs> you. You said theming. Uh, okay, fine, theming. Okay,
1: there's blue. There's people. Anyway, right. okay, we'll go back to that. Here's you know, no, but the it, theming of okay. So the theming of eating inside of a giant castle. Correct. There you go. The castle, like that, is the castle that's that the everybody castle. associates with Disney. That is. When you walk up those stairs and you go up the spiral staircase, you know you're going into something spectacular. And then you look out the windows. If you get a window view, you're looking over Fantasyland, which is, again, just another one of those magical things that you've always wanted to see. When you, Since you were a child, you wanted to experience Fantasyland. And the castle is just laid out. You're eating with high royalty, so it's elegantly laid out for you. The tables and the chairs are big, thick wood.
0: It's, I think it's one of the best-themed restaurants at Disney. Listen, I couldn't agree more. It's just a creative use of space. The way that they set up Cinderella's Royal Table, you it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel gimmicky or like kitsch. It feels like the real McCoy that you are walking into a castle. There's nothing that for a minute that you think that you're at Disney. Again, other than the tourists and the people that are acting a fool, Disney does a really good job of of making you or helping you suspend your disbelief so that you can enjoy. Um so let's vote. Who would take it in the theme and the ambiance for you in that category? Be our guest. Who wins theme and ambiance?
1: I gotta say, Mark, I'm a, I'm I'm actually a draw on this one because they both have You got to a, pick. A, you got. I have to pick one, You've and you're to. killing me on this. Uh, I like a more intimate setting for dinner. Okay, uh, so to me, Cinderella Royal Table would win that over the beauty and the beast over okay. be our guest.
0: Okay. So I am going to, v- uh, we're going to make this category a wash. Then no one's going to get the point. It's going to be a push. Cause I'm going to go with be our guest. And it's not just because I want to be a contrarian here. I do think that the way that Disney themed that restaurant, they just knocked it out of the park. Two of the three rooms are just bonkers. Good bonkers. Good. If they can get the library up to par I mean, do I hate being seated in the library? No. But the people that you're talking about that walk over to the West Wing, we're all people that were sitting in the library and we're like, I got to go take pictures of the other rooms because (laughs) the library (laughs) just wasn't it for me. So if Disney can fix that, I mean, that that restaurant's going to be an 11 out of 10. It's already a 10 out of 10. Is the
1: library the one with the statue of them? Yes. Yes. They're dancing again. It's
0: beautiful theming and and uh, it's great themed. Real books. Yes. It's a great theme. It just I want the real books. I want it to look like. If you've ever been oh, you didn't do that experience over at Disneyland. We were supposed to save that one for Holly. No I don't want to spoil it. Like there's a sorcerer's workshop where they like show you the secrets of animation. And then behind that is Beast's Library. And it's really cool. You didn't get a chance second. to see that.
1: Why didn't I get a chance to see that, Mark?
0: Um, because you were rushing you were rushing around and and not, you know, I, not doing I what was supposed to. Do. Yeah. Or um. maybe the guy that was taking you around was pointedly showing you the greatest hits, but you didn't uh. have a chance to really savor all the parks. We were right. working like crazy too with D twenty three. So uh. that, that's also a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into the menu. Uh let me take this one, Greg, because food is my thing. Uh, The menu at Be Our Guest offers a variety of French-inspired dishes. Guests can indulge in culinary delights like ratatouille, grilled strip steak, and, of course, the famous gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. Uh, The restaurant offers a prefix menu now for both dinner and for lunch, and it features multiple courses, including appetizers, entrees, and desserts. The cost is $67 per adult for the three courses. And, of course, that's ages 10 and up at Disney. Yep, your kid's an adult if they're 10 or up. And of course, that doesn't include the tax and gratuity. And then it's 39 if your little one is below the age of 10. And that's, again, all three courses. It is not a la carte. It's a prefix menu. Cinderella's Royal Table, on the other hand, uh, the menu at CRT presents a royal feast fit for a prince or princess. Guests can enjoy a selection of classic dishes with a touch of elegance, including roast chicken breast, beef tenderloin, vegetable couscous. If you want to eat the food so nice, they named it twice. That is their obviously their vegetarian option. Uh, the restaurant also offers a prefix menu for breakfast uh, and then lunch and dinner. You get the choice of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. This is $2 cheaper than Be Our Guest at $65 per adult. 39 per child. Greg, uh, you have dined at both places, correct? Correct. Um, let's talk food. Just food. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs>
1: so if we're talking food, okay. the secret menu at Be Our Guest is phenomenal. They used to have a lamb, uh, braised lamb, that was on the menu for years. And people always talked about how good it was somewhere along the line. It dropped off the menu, but you could still order it. Uh, And that is one of my favorite dishes in all of Walt Disney world. It's phenomenal. It tastes amazing. Ending the meal, obviously with the gray stuff, the salads and the charcuterie board have something to be desired there. Yeah. Um, But overall, uh, Oh, Holly was very happy with her steak that she got that night. So all, the, and then the potatoes that come with the plate. Both of uh, the lamb and the steak had the potato sides with it, and then the vegetable medley, uh, all really good. The thing that sticks out to me at Cinderella's Royal Table was the um, the appetizers were really good, and I'm trying to I was trying to pull up pictures while we were talking about that of exactly what we ate. I just remember the food being decent.
0: I want to apologize. apologize. Nothing. Yeah, and I want to apologize. It's $79 for Cinderella's Royal Table. I was wrong. <laughs> they have uh, they have upped the price they on that one. They have increased the price, yeah. Well,
1: I have hope that – it's been a year and a half since we've eaten there. They have new chefs in Walt Disney World, and new head chef. So I would imagine that they probably have updated the menu a little bit since then. But when we ate there, the food was good. It was nothing that you would go, oh wow, I have to go back there just for the food. It was the food was an accompaniment to what you were doing along with what's going on around you. Whereas in Be Our Guest, they were relying heavily on that French-inspired cuisine. And everything was very rich and dark and heavy and sat wonderfully on your stomach. Where you walked it. when you sat back at the end of the meal, you were like, oh, I'm so fool.
0: Question for you, does the fact that Be Guest no longer offers breakfast, does that take it down a notch for you when you compare it to Cinderella's Royal Table, which still does a breakfast? Like, are you factoring that in? No, because, I, and I'm not, and the only
1: reason I'm not is I've never experienced breakfast there. So that's was, an afterthought. Yeah. It, the restaurant opens at, what, 10 a.m.? So even though they're not doing breakfast,
0: they still have... now. Breakfast was a la carte, or was it no? uh, So, breakfast was a quick service prior to Uh prior to nixing breakfast, it was a quick service. So, you would go up, you would order from like a digital menu, or if you didn't want to do the digital menu, you would have just like a cast member that would ring you up, you would take a puck over to your table, and then they would just deliver your food. It was on paper plates, it was kind of like meh. It was the breakfast remarkable at Br Guest. No, the reason that people loved it was it allowed you early entry into the park. I would guess it's probably going to be coming back at some point. Um, but I think if they're going to bring it back, I think they just might plus it up. They just have to figure out how do they do it in volume. That's the biggest issue with a, a restaurant of that size because Br be Guest is much much larger than Cinderella's Royal Table. I don't know. It's eggs. Dude, it's eggs. There is a single restaurant for breakfast that I'm like, yes, this one is remarkable. And that's Topolino's. Everywhere else, it's just it's breakfast. It's breakfast. It's, it's breakfast. breakfast. And
1: that's the one thing Magic Kingdom hurts on no matter what, unless you're at, uh, doing a character breakfast at a Crystal Palace. Breakfast is not that it's great breakfast. at Magic Kingdom. So it's eggs. you're going to get yeah. eggs and a Kristoff.
0: Yeah, so um, Cinderella's Royal Table, if you want to be specific. So they have the appetizers. You get to choose one. They have the soup. Usually it's something like minestrone or vegetable soup. The braised beef is usually my go-to, and it's braised beef with like a carrot a car- uh, carrot and a coriander puree. And then um, they have a castle salad, which is just your basic salad. It's got goat cheese on it. And then they have chilled jumbo shrimps. And uh, they are also good. My go-to is always the tenderloin, man. If I'm going to pay $79, I want the steak. I want the filet. So Mm. that's normally what I get. But they have a pork tenderloin. I know that you've said you like that. They have a Parisian gnocchi. Um, They have like a sustainable catch of the day. And then they have chicken. But if I'm paying that much money, man, I'm going to get the filet. I want to get the exotic stuff. And then, you know, for the finales... I let, I think that there's a dessert there called the Clock Strikes 12. It's like this dark chocolate mousse. It's got caramel. It's got the clock on it. Um, and it's just – it's good. It's a solid dessert. I mean is the food – you said this a minute ago. Is the food at Cinderella's Royal Table something that you'll hang your hat on and you'll say, man, that was really the best meal that we ate at Disney? No. And for that reason, it's kind of like, okay, I mean – they have chain chefs. They're drawing you in with the theming and the fact that you're dining in the castle. Um, that, that's kind of the pull. The food is not the pull for me at Cinderella's Royal Table, to be fair. You know what I mean? I'm with you, 100%. All right, so be our guest. You already said this, but people were saying French food. Explain. So my go-to for the appetizer is, I know I'm I'm basic, (laughs) I am a basic, basic man, Uh, but I'm getting the French onion soup. I love me a good French onion soup, and they they have a good one. Uh, If you want to be exotic and you want to get escargot, hey, you can get it there. Uh, They have a duck and pork terrine. They have a potato leek soup. There is the exotic, very, you know, very French options that are going on there uh pork chops for entrees uh roasted poulet rouge which is just chicken uh they have a spiced I vegetable i have the
1: poulet rouge
0: yeah that so that couscous it's you know basically you can get that crispy corn cake and it's got the the couscous uh they have a trout and then they have the same thing a center cut filet mignon that's my go-to um i've had the filet at both cinderella's royal table i've had the filet at be our guest they ah, are, I found
1: my pictures, Mark. I can finally discuss things yeah, and be educated the on them.
0: Yeah, they're the same. Um, the 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 thing that I love at this restaurant is I'm a sucker for the gray stuff, man. I love me the gray stuff. It is delicious. Uh, I, I could eat that stuff all day. I could eat it if it were blue or gray. I could eat it with a spoon. I can eat all afternoon. You can eat <laughs> it here and there. You could eat it everywhere. anywhere. Yeah,
1: I I'm looking at the food right now at Br Guest, including the dessert menu with the uh, gray stuff cup that comes into in, to, in yes. with the um is that piece of white chocolate, white chocolate. Is chip mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then on it comes with a little white thing that says "tail is old as time" on it. It's really cute. Uh, it has the macaron. Is it macaroon or macaron that it comes uh, with? Macaron, yeah, macaroon. Okay. Um, and I'm telling you the, the lamb shank that they gave me that night with the, uh, it was like a white, uh, red wine reduction sauce on it. Mm, yep. Yep. Just top notch. And it's just so good. And the lamb was cooked perfectly.
0: Uh, yeah. If I'm going with food, I'm going to be our guest without a question. That's it, It's going to be unanimous. If, if I want to dine and enjoy the food, I, I holistically enjoy the food at be our guest much more on a side note. I did not know you liked French onion soup as much as I enjoy the French onion soup. Yes, we are French onion soup brothers. Are you uh, a Gruyere on top? Yeah, a Gruyere. Yeah. Toast that Gruyere up. Yeah. Extra Gruyere. Mm. Have the Gruyere spill off onto the plate. I don't care. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to pull that up with a spoon and
1: just keep pulling it and then have to wrap it with a knife.
0: Yeah, I want people to worry about it being a choking hazard. That's how much Greer. they Which doing. I have choked myself with. <laughs> if you haven't choked on <laughs> French onion soup, are you even eating it right? <laughs> no, you're not. They're good. <laughs> Look, here's, here's the controversy, and there's a lot of vitriol online. Like, uh, surprise, surprise. A lot of people were mad when BR guests went to a prefix menu and raised their prices. When it was a la carte, people could get all of the benefits of eating in the castle without having to essentially pay the three courses. But for three courses, that's a really great price at both of the restaurants. You're getting an appetizer, an entree and a dessert for 60 something dollars. Plus it's at Disney, plus the service, plus that ambiance. It's worth the money. It's definitely worth the money. But be our guest. The food is outstanding, solid French cuisine. I know that I'm basic for not, you know, getting something more exotic for the appetizer. But you know what? BR Guest is up one to nothing. Remember, we pushed. So BR Guest is currently in the lead with one point. All right, Greg, it's your moment to shine. Character interactions, go. Because you're the character, man. Uh, this is your category. <laughs> this is your me. moment. I just choked trying to talk. I was like so you excited. excited? I had a <laughs>
1: spotlight. <laughs> you are eating French onion soup. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, Holly, how did I get a bowl of French onion soup so quickly? <laughs> wow, thank you, Holly. That was amazing. It's rich and brothy. Character interactions. Let's go with when I did Cinderella Royal Table. Unfortunately, it was COVID times. So there was only uh Not just anymore. Cinderella. Yeah. And now they have the full Princess Regalia back yes, over there. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark, can you help me, uh, exactly what the print it's, it's Ariel It's in
0: there. It's in there. We wrote it down. It's right there. Did we write it down? I did. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well then let's go. Cinderella Royal table. As the name suggests, Cinderella's Royal table offer character dining with Disney princesses. Guests can now meet and interact with iconic princesses like Cinderella, Belle, Ariel, Aurora, and Snow White. The princesses move from table to table, engaging with guests, signing autographs and posing for photographs, creating an unforgettable memories for guests of all ages. While be our guest has during dinner beast himself makes a regal appearance in the restaurant's ballroom. Guests have the opportunity opportunity to meet and take photos with him, adding a touch of magic to their dining experience. However, Character interactions are limited to Beast and other Disney classic characters are not present at whoa, Be Our Guest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Mark, I get one character over at Be Our Guest. Super rare? Not even. Yeah, but. Not even, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not even, not even. Go ahead. But he's
0: super rare. Super rare. Is he? Yes. Is he? I see him on the parade every day. It's like collecting twice, dude. It's like collecting uncommon and common cards. Do you get excited pulling an uncommon from a Pokemon pack? No, you're just like, Oh dude, I got another beedrill. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't care. But when you pull that foil Charizard, you're excited. That's the, what it's like. I'm sorry, but the Beast is not a foiled Charizard. He <laughs> may maybe, be like a Diglett. Maybe he's like a Mewtwo. Maybe. Uh, 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 no, it's not.
1: Because you see him on the parade each time. Like, And he's still not coming up to your table That's to say, true. Hey, okay. Greg, it's nice to meet you. I'm the Beast. <laughs> he doesn't talk anyway. <laughs> I
0: know, and he doesn't talk anyway. What is he going to do, mime that he likes to meet me? Hey, kids. That's really fair. Okay, so, on, a, on a real trip. Why is there no one else other than Beast? Like, we, we have versions of Lumiere. We have versions of Cogsworth. We have versions of other characters. You're telling me that, like, okay, and I get it. It may be difficult for them to traverse the dining room. They can't saunter out like the Beast? That's a really good point, dude. Can
1: I ask you one other question? Ask away. Why do we not see the other main character... Why, where's bell yeah well maybe she's locked I, maybe she's locked. i, in I know w. she's <laughs> so i i joked earlier about you got to see enchanted tales with bell first yeah but truly, that's where she is that's- you have to go see enchanted tales with bell but if she's there how is she meeting people at cinderella's royal table also don't ruin the magic. Why I'm you ruin not the- ruining the magic. I'm just saying, why is she over there with the other princesses so, and not
0: with her prince? Are you ready for... It's okay, so true story. I think, it, I think it was Cinderella's Royal Table. It was a day of arrival. And I I want to say we did Cinderella's Royal Table for lunch. Then we had Akershus for dinner. I think it was the same day or the day after that. Wow. And Bella was still little, dude. She was still like five or six. So she saw all the princesses. She's like, it's so nice that they followed us (laughs) over here. I was like, yep. Yes, they did. They knew that we were eating here too. But then the next time we went to a dinner, it wasn't character. They're like, why didn't they, why aren't they here now? I'm like, oh, they went back to the castle to greet the boys and girls who are coming.
1: Why can't you be around here to tell me those things when I question stuff, Mark? I believe you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then you wake up one day and your kid's gonna be like, You were a liar. You (laughs) son of a gun. It's different. What do you mean they followed me? (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy, Dad. (laughs) All right, can we just vote? Could we just vote? Because this is clear. This is clear. Yeah, it's clear and clear and present. Go ahead. You can go first on that one. Dude, Cinderella's Royal Table in a landslide. Like, it's just basic math. Yeah, like, Beast is super rare, but I mean, five is better than one. Uh, if you're listening, Mr. Iger, or anyone, Josh, if you want to add some more characters to be our guest, we can maybe consider this debate again. But until then, uh, Cinderella's Royal Table, with the cacophony of princesses that they offer, it's just its a cornucopia. Not uh, just It's so much better.
1: Uh, Your that vote? makes two of us that are going yeah. to Cinderella's Royal Table. And uh, if Mr. Iger or Mr. Damar, you're listening, a plexiglass between the person's... Um, lower area and my table next time at Be Our Guest.
0: All right, this is it, man. It's tied up. It's one-to-one. CRT took characters. Be Our Guest took food. They split. It was a split decision or a tie on theming and ambiance. Overall guest experience is going to settle this once and for all. Be Our Guest. Let's start with that one. The immersive ambiance, the attention to detail, just to review at Guest. Makes it Again, it's one of the most sought-after dining experiences. The restaurant's popularity leads to high demand. So this is one that you, you have to get a dining reservation. There's not a lot of walk-ups. Again, lunch gives you an amazing upscale lunch. The prefix dinner elevates the experience. It's a fine dining experience. However, again, there's limited character interactions. There may be a disappointment for guests. Seeking a princess-focused experience. But your mouth will hit the floor when you walk into this place. It is truly breathtaking. It's beautiful. If you want to eat and, and live in a cartoon, they do it right. CRT, you're dining at the castle. There is nothing like eating in the icon of the park. And Disney does such a creative job at altering the space, making you feel like you have left the park, that you're not in the theme park, and you're eating amongst royalty. If you've ever dreamed of dining inside of a fairy tale castle, check the box off because this is going to cross that off of your bucket list. The character interactions with Disney princesses are priceless. Again, there's a personalized attention. They all come to your table. If you've been seeking to get princess autographs, it is like a one-stop shop for all the heavy hitters. You can get them all in one spot. The food, again, is it anything to write home about? No, but it's you know, it's the experience. It's the ambiance. If you can do this during fireworks, it's going to change your life. Cinderella's Royal table is just like beer Guest; It's the epitome of signature dining at Disney. And it is again, one of the hardest to get dining reservations for a reason. If you don't book this one in advance, you will never get a walk up to Cinderella's Royal table. It is one of the most coveted, if not the most coveted reservation in all of Disney parks. Greg the overall now we have to take everything into consideration everything's back on the table any intangibles that we haven't talked about any personal stories now's the time to bring it out man because the gloves are off this is it this is the decider be our guest by far
1: is the the one of if not the best themed restaurants (laughs) At Disney World, it changed the game when it opened up. Everybody wanted to eat there, and it's for a reason because of how good of a job Disney did with theming of it, how great the food was. Um, again, I, I've never done breakfast there, so I can't speak on that. But for the real, the dinners and for the food that I'm looking forward to, be our guest is just so. Well done when you actually do eat in the West wing and you have time when people aren't coming up to your table. And I know I've been joking about that a lot, but it's still this magical experience. Cinderella's Royal table though, Mark, you said it yourself. It will change your life at the right time of day. It will. If you are, if you are there right as they're closing off fantasy land for fireworks time, and you have a firework view, anywhere in there, you're going to have a firework view. But if you're close up next to the glass and looking over Fantasyland and seeing the carousel lit below you and the fireworks are going off around you, it and now I is it that happening? But normally there's kids and you just hear these kids ooing and eyeing and yeah. just having this magical time where their mouths are a gap watching this show yeah. from inside the castle. Mark, you said it yourself, it'll change your life. And if a restaurant's going to change my life, because I agree with exactly what you said there, then that's the place that I want to spend 79 bucks to enjoy. If I'm coming down to Walt Disney world.
0: You know what I love about Cinderella's, Cinderella's Royal table is it's, it's a memory factory. It's a place that even if oh, well said, if it's the first time or the fifth, it doesn't matter. There's always something that you know. We've done it so many times with the kids, just getting to meet the, the characters. For both my niece, who was who, she's a part of our Disney tribe, so we would bring my niece when they were little kids. For my niece and my daughter, Cinderella's Royal Table was like the when they heard that we had that reservation they would gasp because it, it was big. It was a big thing. And then maybe it was a year and a half or two years ago. Then we we did it during fireworks because then the kids were old enough to have a snack and we could wait until, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock for a dinner reservation. And so we did. And it was new again. And they were... It was it was sad for me because then I saw them as five and eight again. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were little kids. And... It made, it made me really (laughs) happy to the point of where I was, you know, so filled with joy and so filled with contentment that I got a little teary eyed Cinderella's Royal table. And here's why I don't know how you're voting. I'm just going to vote. Here's why Cinderella's Royal table is going to take it home and be our guest is because I have a lot of memories tied to Cinderella's Royal table. And I would gather that the families that do it with their little children and eat there with their kids have that same experience as I do. It's a memory that you have. They give you an amazing keepsake to take home with you. And it's just a place where you remember the trip because of that dining. Do I enjoy eating at Be Our Guest more? In some regards, yes. When it's just food only, yes. But there's so much more to these restaurants than the food. We are, you know, we're going to have other debates and discussions when we do these. That the food is going to be the deciding factor here. It's not because you have two locations that are meant to evoke wonderment and awe, and I just think Cinderella's Royal Table does it better. So my vote is going to be Cinderella's Royal Table should win.
1: Uh, Mark, have you ever seen me meet a face character like Cinderella or I have. Snow White or anything? I have. Um, I don't know why I become a very small child. Like, I don't like hugging on them. Yeah, you revert. But seeing them, yeah. I, I get teary-eyed, and I, I, it's, oh, I don't know. Something about my childhood comes out. Being able to sit there at Cinderella Roll Table during fireworks with my wife, it's it's romantic. It's memory-making, and I would have to vote completely for CRT um, on those lines alone. And because, I uh, look, food, yes, love it. I, I'm a foodie. But uh, CRT takes it for me.
0: And that's the winner. Cinderella's Royal Table is going to win the first ever de- de- Battle of the Restaurants. we got to come up with a better name for that. <laughs> I don't have the time. All right, man. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. Let's take a quick break. And this time, around, Greg, I promise you, I'm going to put the ad in. Let's check out uh, a word from our brand new sponsor. But, hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Dislife podcast. We have to play the college knowledge. And I think you might have a randomizer for me today. Do you not? I have a regment (laughs) randomizer. All right. We'll be right back. Hang in tight. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true second homes investment home retirement relocation with victor's input he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist imagine being at the park in minutes walking around the world showcase for daily exercise watching the fireworks in your own backyard or having disney springs as your local mall Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor can introduce you to these communities, which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on Shipping Company Podcast Network. Head over to Disney at your doorstep.com and start living your magical life today. And we're back here. Dislight podcast.
1: As we bring again, the segment randomizer Mark, it is time once again to spin the segment randomizer. This is where I come with a random segment each week. This week's random discussion is in honor of mother's day. Ooh. Mark. Today, my friend, you are playing, how well do you know the mother of your child? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this this could get me in trouble. I, I I, spent the time earlier and called Linda and talked to Linda and the mother of my children, Wait, Holly. Wait, when
0: did this happen?
1: Today? While you were downstairs playing Jedi Survivor. No, I was actually playing Fortnite. <laughs> Oh <laughs> even better. Mark, while you were downstairs playing Fortnite, I had a discussion with the ladies of our lives and I asked them a few questions. Okay? Now, on this one, I will tell you the question, okay, and give you the answer, and all you have to do is tell me
0: which one was Linda. <laughs> oh, so you're going to so sure you're going to say how both women answered and I have to pick yes. my wife out? Yes. So what happens if I pick Holly a lot like Should I get married to Holly? Do I win no, Holly?
1: No, no, <laughs> you do not win Holly in any way, shape, or
0: form. Uh, she is okay. Still I just with wanted. I, I just needed to, to know uh, the rules.
1: <laughs> I just. I just needed to know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, Linda may be leaving you and moving down to Florida. Okay, that, that's fair. <laughs> that okay. may, yeah, she might do that regardless, depending on uh, <laughs> a lot of other factors, not being this podcast. But this segment randomizer went off the kilters, man. All right, so I'm gonna again. I'm gonna tell you what the question is. And how they answered, and you can tell me which one was Holly or Linda. Okay, I'm just tell me which one. Dead serious right now. This
0: is serious because I can't I can't screw this one up. All right. I don't think you will screw this one up. Okay. I asked what would be the best
1: off the rack Mother's Day Disney gift their kid could get them. Okay. And I'm saying kids because I'm tying in all the kids. Yep. So one answered a hoodie or a cozy sweatshirt. Okay. The other one answered a Pandora charm or a
0: lounge fly. Linda is a hoodie. Linda is a comfortable hoodie, a comfortable sweatshirt. 1000%. That's Linda. That's gotta be Linda. That is one point for you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. the-
1: we need the guy. I back. need something. Wait, wait, I, I need a to-
0: crowd. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> that's that's yes. That's good. So bad. we'll we'll make bad this. (laughs) We have a game, my friend. We have a game. All right. So I got one point. I got it right. Okay. Number
1: two, uh, a Disney movie that you want to watch on Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. Now, one of them answered Inside Out.
0: The other one answered
1: Brave.
0: I think Linda's Inside Out. I think, Li- okay, yeah, I think Linda's think inside out. Is
1: that where you're going?
0: For? Yeah, I'm going that final answer. Okay. Final answer is
1: you got another one. Right. My friend, <laughs> Linda went inside out.
0: Holly was said she would want to watch brave. That, that was good. Are you, yeah. That was are you tough. Friend? No, that was, that yeah. one was tough because Linda could in theory have chosen either one of those.
1: Can I say when, uh, when Holly answered after Linda on that one, Linda almost changed her mind. She really,
0: yeah. I'm telling you, that would have been close.
1: All right, here we yeah. go. Three. A uh, simple one. Um, where would you eat on Mother's Day here at Walt Disney World Resorts? Okay. Where would you eat? Uh, was it Sanaa
0: or Tuto Italia? Oh, Linda, Linda's definitely Tutto Italia. We it's our favorite restaurant, but we never want to walk to it because it's far. Tuto Italia. <laughs> well, you don't have to walk far to get that answer correct, my friend. It was right.
1: you're doing, Mark. Your your marriage may be saved. You you might be okay. Ah, okay. All right. Favorite Mother's Day treat at Walt Disney World. Okay.
0: Favorite Walt Disney. I don't Uh, even think you need to give me the options. Do you want to? Do you want to really know what it is? I do. I do. I want to hear how amazing. Linda has like the strangest thing. Do you know what my wife's favorite all time thing at, at Disney is? The nuts the almonds the like the cracked nuts or whatever they are from the cart. And I'm like, of all the food that you want to eat, she wants to get those, those nuts from the cart that are slightly warm. Would they be known as praline nuts? Praline nuts. Yeah. Those. Then you win my friend. You got it. (laughs) I don't even need it. (laughs) Wow. That was, see, she likes, I am. I am. Yeah. She likes nuts, man. Yeah. No comment. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Yep. I walked right into that's what she said. I walked right into it. Sorry.
1: Moving on. I'm going uh, for in honors of Mother's Day. I am going to leave that one alone. Yep. Ah, Mark. I asked the ladies their favorite ride or attraction to ride with their kids on Mother's Day. Hmm. One answered Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Okay. And the other one answered Seven Dwarves Mine Train.
0: I'm going to say that Linda is the seven dwarves mind train and you would be correct. Wow. She likes them both, but uh, I I think seven dwarves mind train holds a lot of memories for our family. So she likes the nuts. (sighs) (laughs) Sorry. Who? The
1: question was, who is the best Disney mom dead or alive or surrogate mom? Okay. One answered Queen Eleanor from Brave. Okay. The other answered Riley's mom from
0: Inside Out. Riley's mom. I don't even think Linda knows the name of, of Queen Eleanor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're right on both sides. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know what her name was. I don't
0: even think Linda knows uh, Eleanor's name. Uh, I'm killing this. You, you're killing this, man. This is,
1: I am proud of you, by the way. I am proud I'm of you. I'm proud of me. <laughs> I'm, I probably would have done pretty well on this one, too. So, um, I, yeah. Okay. I asked, what was the perfect day at Disney with your kids? Okay. Perfect day at Disney with your kids. And they were uh, breakfast at Kona, horseback riding, animal kingdom for the safari, and top it all off with magic kingdom happily ever after. The other one said, Olivia's Breakfast,
0: Animal Kingdom, Swimming, and Magic Kingdom Fireworks for Happily Ever wrap. Wow, that's pretty close. I want to say that's really close. So I have to know the subtleties and the nuances here. You but, do, and uh, there are okay. subtleties and nuances. All right, and the, you know what the nuance is. It's the horseback riding. That's the red uh-huh. herring right there. Because <laughs> yes. there is no world with which... <laughs> Your wife will say the the horseback riding was a part of the perfect day. So horseback riding. Linda, we've got the French press coffee at Kona. Happily ever after dessert, dining, fireworks. And she does love her a good safari. I'm just going to play this because I know it's right. <laughs> I don't even have to check. Don't
1: even have to. C- for the clean sweep, Mark. Wow. To make this perfect. Because I believe in you, my friend. Okay. The question was, you're given flowers from your kids for Mother's Day that look like a topiary in Epcot. Ooh. What character would you want given to you? And the answers were, Bambi Thumper, Mr. Smee.
0: Wait, what? Bambi Thumper. Bambi and Thumper, and that was one answer. That's one answer. Or Mister Smee Mr. was the Smee. other. Yes, uh, I think Linda is Bambi and Thumper. Congratulations, Mark! You went eight for eight. Holly is uh, Holly is definitely a Smee. So here, here's where here's where I lucked out, man. I I know, and I'm good friends with you and with Holly too. So it's. You know, it it was also there was one of one or two that the SME was a dead giveaway for. Her. I knew that. Yeah, Holly. yeah,
1: yeah. That was the brave one. Inside Out, we know that Inside Out. No, means that brave so much in your family. That was
0: the toughest one, honestly, because yeah. that Inside Out. I know that both women really love joy. I mean, like you guys, every single time we go to Epcot, joy is a big part of the routine for you. So I know that Inside Out is big in your household as it is in mine. And, you know, we have a little Irish heritage in this house. So brave is a, you know, brave is a real thing. I will say. The Even though that's thing Scottish. We did learn, it's Scottish. Yeah.
1: The one thing we did learn in this was Linda Loves Nuts.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen. first takes. We are going to wrap up the show with Disney's College of Knowledge. That's where we challenge our listeners to see what they know about the Walt Disney Company and its theme parks. You can message your answers to the trivia question to at Dislife podcast on Instagram. That's how you play. You got to DM us on Instagram at dislifepodcast. podcast on the last podcast. We asked where can guests ride in a floating car at Disney? If you said the boathouse at Disney Springs, well, you passed your Disney College of Knowledge test. Congratulations to Beth Monaco who knew the correct answer. You can follow Beth at Beth Anne Monaco M O N A C O on Instagram. Greg, what do you have in store for us this week on Disney's College of Knowledge? Since we are talking dining this week, I wanted
1: to I wanted to know what is the only restaurant to have two separate locations on Disney property. Mark I know. You need to fix your spelling. And why am I shouting the word is and only? I don't know. Oh. (laughs) Since we're talking dining this week, I wanted to know what is the only restaurant to have two separate locations on Disney property. Let us know your answer by messaging us on Instagram at
0: DizLifePodcast. (laughs) You are Rod Burgundy, you are literally Ron Burgundy. If it's on the cue card, you're gonna read it. It says Disney. It did say That's gonna Why do it. Why am I yelling the word is and the only? I don't know, but that's gonna do it for another episode of <laughs> Disney Podcast. Nuts. Thank you so much for living your best Disney lives with Greg and me every single week. And over <laughs> join me and Chewbacca this week for more incredible Disney news and content here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And as always, we hope that your Mother's Day and the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. Punch it, Chewy. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DizLife15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.